Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, how are you guys? Good. How are you? I'm good. Is Jordan Sorry, here? I'm fangirling right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Oh, all right. Really again? <laughs> I said I'm fangirling again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not fingerling, like you said. Is that what you said? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just when I first reached out to Jordan, I got so excited. And um, and I accidentally told him that I was fingerling. And he was like, what? <laughs> oh, like like from the movie 20, number 23? <laughs> I was like, I mean, I'm fangirling. <laughs> she meant to say fangirling. I don't know if it was like, I don't know, autocorrect, but yeah but have you seen but have you seen the number 23 yes i love that movie jim carrey's amazing in that movie yeah and then his character's name is fingerling what or the the the, well the book he reads as a kid right detective fingerling that's what always pops to my mind when i hear that see i've seen that movie i don't remember that must not be a huge number 23 fan i guess (laughs) the movie got like eight percent on rotten tomatoes more into the jim carrey comedy yeah, I don't know why I got eight percent. It's so good. You know what well, it is? It's because like I think that it's like people aren't used to seeing him in such a serious role. Yeah, and they they probably thought that it was going to be like funny, and then they go in and it's like this super depressive movie about this guy having like multiple personality disorder. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they were like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, not what they expected, but I, I mean, I loved it. Okay, so I definitely don't want to take too much of your guys' time. Mostly just thank you so much um, for even giving me this opportunity and letting me snag this interview. Mm-hmm, no problem, bro. So do you guys mind if I go ahead and start? Yep. Go ahead. All yep. right. Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of A Slut with Morals. I'm your host, Ruby May. You can follow my Instagram and Twitter at A Slut with Morals, all one word, and my TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> And you can follow my TikTok at a slut with morals podcast. You can also catch this episode and all of season three now on YouTube. Now, today's episode is going to be a little different just because it is getting a little closer to both Halloween and Dia de los Muertos or Day of the Dead. I noticed that the videos I post on TikTok of my creepy true life stories are the ones that get over hundreds of thousands of views, quite literally. And which is why I am so excited for this episode. I am so excited. Because I have two very special guests joining me today, and all the way from Canada, too. Johnny and Jordan from YouTube's Paranormies. Hey, how's it going? Good to be here. (laughs) Uh, I already asked Johnny this question, but how's how's the weather like in Canada right now? I'm from Texas, so... Oh, God, it's a lot better in Texas. I can guarantee you that right now. (laughs) Wait, say that again? I said I can guarantee you right now that it's a lot better in Texas. (laughs) Yeah, we it think 65 degrees and, and like cooler is like freezing. You know what so. though? Okay, so there's there's something to that though. For for us, it's actually it, it sucks. It's cold, but it's the perfect time for us to be going out and investing if we're going to be doing like an abandoned location because a lot of the spots we go to, you know, there's like animals and you know all cor- all sorts of other like crap and, oh, and yeah, like uh, and moss and stuff. And stuff. Yeah, exactly. And if it's cold like this, then there's 
you don't there's no bad smells to the, like any of the locations or there's just, the, the insects are pretty much gone at this point so if we're doing outside spots it's actually a, a really good time of the year to do it yeah like it's before winter cool. yeah like we're freezing our asses off but it's just yeah. cool enough to like to freeze like any say anything that might be like i don't know rotting or something in an abandoned location so yeah oh like even like raccoons or something right exactly yeah so, right so so th- at least we know now we're coming to a season where bears are hibernating <laughs> yeah have hey, you guys bear. seen that um tiktok video of this chick and she's like in the attic and she's freaking out and both like a window and a door just like bust open and so she's like stuck in the attic and she's freaking out well later mm-hmm. on someone's like no you have to go back up there keep investigating <laughs> really and she goes back up there and it turns out that it's a raccoon but that still doesn't explain like why both the door and the and the window open by themselves no Um, i haven't seen seen that tiktok but you want to know something that's really interesting jordan i gotta tell them the pigeon this pigeon story from sinister farm i'm ready we 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 went when we first went into sinister farm there was a pigeon uh, in the barn area and it flew down i don't think i've ever heard jordan scream like that <laughs> but then later on we went back into the house and we were upstairs and we were standing there and i sh- i was shining my flashlight and it was like right above his head and i'm like jordan don't yeah. move <laughs> it's right above your head man <laughs> yeah didn't it go it flew from the barn where it originally freaked me out then it was went upstairs like it flew into the top into the house the yeah and yeah then and then were, i went back up there again and i like i looked up and i'm like oh my god the fucking pigeon is right it's just there. sitting there. <laughs> yeah, I think I would freak out with like bugs or something. I I would definitely have to do like my paranormal investigating in the winter time just because like I can't stand bugs whatsoever. Yeah, I agree. And see, that's another thing. If we were to travel outside or down towards Texas and stuff like that, I mean, we're never exposed to like rattlesnakes and stuff. And that's that's one thing about down south or australia that a lot of people tell us to come and it's like it's always one thing that i'm thinking about in the back of my mind is like we've never had we never have run-ins with any kind of snakes or anything like that like we just don't have that here Mm -hmm. so in texas there's actually like this loop where you can hit every major every major city and not only that but there's this loop of like haunted locations along the way so you're you're literally going from like Dallas say down to I, I don't even know if you guys know what I'm talking about when I say that I know Jordan you were in Tennessee for a while but still not mm-hmm. Texas yeah. um, I uh I've been I've been to Texas to Dallas and all that too yeah I've been so to then, Dallas too about 10 years ago a little okay. 10 years ago yeah so you were like 12 uh I was how old was I 17 so I guess I was like it was like 13 years ago damn you guys yeah. are not that age yeah, 29 to 30 yeah oh, okay okay Dang, I suck at math. I really need to do my math homework then. <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 tell you how old we were. So I mean, you couldn't. Really oh, you were like thirty-five. When after you said that, I thought you were thirty-five, and then I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> <laughs> like you guys look young. You guys look my age, and you are my age. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, um, my, my, actually, my wife was. Uh, she lived in Seminole, Texas, for a while. I don't know if you know where that is. We have so many towns and cities that I mean, right? Yeah, it's no. just, I, I've never, I had never heard of it before, but it's a small, small town down there, anyway. Is it close to the small border? towns down here? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think it is. I think it is closer to the border. She was born in Mexico, right? So she, and then she lived in Texas for a while. And oh, okay. Kind of all over the place. Yeah, no. So the loop just like goes from like Dallas all the way down to Austin, Houston, San Antonio, 
and it comes right back up to Dallas. And it's like this, all of these haunted locations right around. I actually had an ex-boyfriend and he would sneak into the, oh God, what hotel is it? It's like up in Mineral Wells and it's actually, uh, Ghost Adventures has gone through it and they caught a lot of paranormal things on there. It was like pretty active. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe you guys can, can hit that up, but. Um, oh, definitely. I'd love to check out that loop. That would be, and see, that's something that's, yeah, it's perfect for us. So it's it's something easy for us to plan when we decide to like head out and do a, a trip. Like we we had one loop that we were kind of thinking of doing, which is like through what, I think what was it, the Velisca Axe Murder House and kind of back up and around to Rhode Island to go to the Conjuring House, kind of in our corner of. Isn't that in Rhode Island? Yeah. 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 yeah out of the way but i mean we'd still still want to yeah do a loop and then come back up through like new york to to toronto and back through to get in like that way back to where mm-hmm. we live it'd, it'd be kind of a bigger loop but stuff like that like doing loops like that or like you said in texas doing a loop like that would be a lot easier for us because we can just kind of make our way back and i actually it's funny because driving from where we are Driving to Texas actually takes less time than it would to, dr- to drive to Toronto from where we live. Mm-hmm. So I actually did like a whole, I had, I had like a really crazy road trip and I stopped along cemeteries and stuff along the way, but I didn't really get any like paranormal things until I was really, really, really like up north. When I was in Boston, I was actually part of a crime scene investigation because after seeing the fireworks for the 4th of July, I went, I drove back to my hotel and... <laughs> And I somehow ran over a stolen human femur. Really? A yeah. human femur? A human femur. Oh, God. At first, I thought you said beaver. No, a human beaver. <laughs> no, yeah, that's cryptid. <laughs> <laughs> ran over a rare cryptid. That oh is crazy. I, what, did you, what did you do? So I, you know, I, I went up there and uh, met with some friends and then, you know, after the, the fireworks, we ended up going back to the hotel. We were all just going to hang out. I ran, like I parked and I was like, Ooh, I didn't park good enough. So then I like fixed the car. Mm -hmm. And when I had backed up, my tire went over something and we all heard the, like the crunch. And I was like, um, so, you know, I put my car back and then I went out and we're just all looking at this bone. And I'm like, I got to tell the front desk. So I went in, I tell the concierge, which is funny because I actually had a paranormal experience like right before I had gone to go to see the fireworks. So I tell the concierge and the concierge is like, what do I do? And I'm like, you should probably call the cops. He's like a young guy, probably like 22. And I'm like, you need to call the cops. And he's like, let me call my manager and make sure. And I'm like, okay. Okay. So he calls his manager. Manager says, "Yeah, call the cops." And he was like, "Uh, what's your room number in case they need to talk to you?" And I'm like, "Okay." So I give him my room number. Not even like five minutes later, the um the phone to the room rings, and they're like, "Yeah, could you come out here? The cops are here. They want to talk to you." And I am like going just like my heart is going crazy because I didn't even notice it then, but I'm wearing this shirt and it has a skeleton on it that says (laughs) it says "dead inside but caffeinated." And she's like holding a Starbucks drink. And then so I go outside, you know, I'm talking to the cops. Ended up like bowing down like I'm on fucking NCIS or something. And I'm like pointing to the bone like with my pinky. And I'm like, as you can see, because I'm a nursing student. So I'm beside Mm -hmm. a skeleton like four days out of the week. If you can see here and I'm like, oh, this looks like moss, you know, just like showing them. And I look up and I'm like, as you can see, this is like the hip bone where it connects. Mm -hmm. And I'm like going all the way down to the patella, you know, like the knee, like where your, where your knee, your kneecap and stuff. 
and yeah. they're just looking at me and then like with this weird look on their face like ah oh, what and then they look at each other and so then they have to search my car they ask for my driver's license which already looks bad because my driver's license is from texas i was in a mm. rental car so it's from tennessee i'm only in town for the night um <laughs> what yeah they're probably like ma'am where'd you kill this guy at I know, yeah. right? <laughs> where'd, where'd you where'd you find this dead person <laughs> and exactly so not only that but i had spent my entire day in salem and i had picked up like witchy stuff which when they searched my car i had like all of these like crystals and these oh, no. yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, yeah. What ended up happening from all that? Their whole so they they took down all of my information as soon as I gave them my license. <laughs> they ended up sending out like a like a search thing, like they had a like background or whatever, like they, they mm-hmm. did like a whole thing on it, and then they asked me for like my. They were just asking me all of these questions, and then I'm like, "Do you guys need my blood type too? Like, what's up?" So I did not sleep that entire night. I was like, my stomach was in knots. Like, I just felt terrible. And wow. um, yeah, and I didn't get anything. And then in the morning, I ended up, you know, before I, I got out, I was like, hey, what happened with the bone? And the, the chick, it was a new concierge. She goes, I'm not at liberty to say. And I said, okay, thanks. So, and I have pictures of the bone on my phone. And um, really? I finally walk out to my car and there's still fucking bone fragments like all around my tire. And you you never ended up figuring out like who this bone belongs to or anything? No, they they didn't call me back. They nothing. Like it was just I was literally like That's a suspect crazy. for maybe like 10 minutes. And then after they searched my car and they found boxes of stuff, they just kind of looked at me like really weird. Like I know that I looked at that, like they looked at me like I was had performed a seance or I stole like, <laughs> bones or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> such a crazy situation that crazy. No one of those situations idea. that would just look be hilariously funny on like in a movie or something you know it would just be like all this kind of looks horrible but it's explainable on your end it just looks so bad it just it was terrible not only i'm, oh I'm surprised God. that nothing came out in the news about like a missing person found or something you know or like a grave like graves being robbed nothing i mean it was just like yeah yeah, crazy. from like a university or something like that. Make you know what? I was in Wakefield, Massachusetts, so yeah, I don't know. Like the hotel was only maybe 25, 30 minutes away from from downtown Boston. I, like I also wasn't familiar with the area, and I'm telling you, like even right before I checked in, I looked at the concierge and I was like, "Hey, does creepy shit happen here at all?" Because I'm into it. And yeah. you know, people feel like they're being watched all the time. Okay, so some, there's like a peeping Tom or something, you know? So as mm. soon as I get into my room, I'm like looking, make sure there's no holes in the walls. You know, there's no like hidden cameras or anything. Um, as, a, as a single woman does, especially a paranoid one that's on this road trip by herself. And I didn't find anything. I didn't see anything. So I'm starting to like take videos of of like my room and stuff, you know, like you do, like when you're bougie mm. and shit. And <laughs> exactly. And um, and I'm at the window and I'm like taking this video of this of the lake that's like right behind the hotel because it's like super pretty. There's people on their boats, you know, it just looks really relaxing. In the video, you hear the door behind me, the bathroom door slide. So it's not like a regular door where you like have to push open. It's one that you have to pull open and it slides back. Right. Oh, kind of like a barn door style. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you catch? Did you catch it on video? I did. Oh my god. 
I did because I like I looked back and I was like, what the fuck was that? And then you just see the door kind of like shaking. Ah. Yeah. Very interesting. And do you okay? What was the name of the hotel? Is it like notoriously kind of haunted? No, that's the whole thing. Is I like because I search everything right before. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, that's we find that often too, though. Like we go, we hear of a story in our hometown or something like that. It's like, well, really? It's like that place, like the Norwood. We heard about the Norwood, and it's like really that place. Yeah, but honestly, like most of our videos, not we've gone to places that aren't really like notoriously haunted but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we get there and they're like oh yeah totally it's totally haunted yeah and you hear other and then you in the comments you hear other people like oh i've stayed here I'm like after that happened i went to my dad's house and he had a friend over who had video footage on his phone of the basement of the norwood and it just looks terrifying and he's like telling me stories i'm like how i'm like how do you have this like he's like i was working down there I was like, what? Lakeside Inn. Lakeside Inn. Yes, and that's in Wakefield, Massachusetts. Man, I would, I just would love to go down to the states and check out some places. It's because it seems like in the states, it's way more accepted. Of like, like you had mentioned about the the loop around Texas there, or Mm -hmm. around Texas there, is but you can go into all these places, kind of thing, right? And it's, it's it's fine to do investigations around here as soon as we message somebody they they contact us back and then we tell them what we want they're just like no they just don't people around here don't want the paranormal subject to I be more mainstream very close-minded only because it's like because a for one even if it's not haunted you'll still get that revenue of people coming in to see if it is and exactly. two i mean it's all in like good fun i mean not for y'all because y'all have been experiencing some shit Cause like, I just watched your latest uh, episode on YouTube. Oh yes. This is guys. I think I saw a face in one of the clips. Like it went a little too fast, but, and I was trying to re- like find it again, mm-hmm. but I think you guys missed a face. Which video is it? It was a uh, pet cemetery. Yes. Oh really? Yes. Oh, I would love to see that back. I'm going to have to like. Yeah. Somebody pointed out an orb at one point that we missed originally, but. Yeah, that's the first I've heard about a face. Yeah, so I'm going to have to go back. I was looking for it, but I, with two kids and one of them jumping on the bed and the other one that's like, mom, 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 mm-hmm. you know, like you can't, I can't always like give everything my full attention, but I'm, I'm going to go back and I'm going to look for it for you guys, as well as send you the loop in Texas. What was I saying? So yeah, you guys have had some attachments, you know, and even if you don't experience anything, or even if you do experience something, you know. I think that in the States, it's just more well-known or more accepted because we, we, I mean, if you think about it, you know, like we have a lot of Native American Indians here, you know, Mm -hmm. not only that, but we also, we're on the border of Mexico. It was Mexico before it was the States. So if you think about all of that folklore, if you think about all of those legends, like they're passed down generation to generation. And so in Mexico, I've had a lot of experiences myself. And I think that that's because the spiritual veil, closer that you get to the equator, it's almost like the veil is almost completely non-existent. That's crazy because one place, I mean, there's this, I would love to go exploring in Mexico. And that's kind of one thing that Jordan and I talked about is you see a lot like, a lot of big channels, there's a lot of big channels in, in like the U.S. that do this kind of stuff, but a lot of them stick to the U.S. You know, we want to, we really want to go out to Mexico and yeah. And like places that like even New Zealand or something, you know, places where there is story, there's mm-hmm. a lot of stories and I've, I've looked at a lot of them online, but I've never seen a single video on any of them. 
you know, it just seems like a lot of people like to stick, like, I mean, and that's where it is. That is kind of where it's nice that it's not as accepted here. It forces us to want to, like, to try and plan trips outside of Canada because there's just not even, right? So, so it's, it's kind of pushes us. And then, and then once, if we decide to travel, we can kind of choose wherever we can go to the States or Mexico. It's really not, you know, the price wise, it doesn't really change much. So, so it kind of gives us that, that little extra fire under our ass to go do something outside of Canada. You know, yeah, I'd, I'd really like to go to the East coast too, you know, like mm-hmm. Mexico, like it would be cool, but like just tell them how much history is, there is in like, like Massachusetts and Rhode Island where the conjuring house is. Like just all those, like, you know, the early settlers of America and the 13 colonies and stuff like that. And even like, you know, like all the history of like the civil war and stuff. That's, I want to like really, really like take a deep dive, like into that part of America too. Cause I, I know, I mean, it's well, well documented. There's so much like, you know, hauntings or whatever in that part of America, just because of all the history and all the, the war and the, you know, all the early settlers and what they had to, what to do, do to get things, here. You know, yeah and exactly and like you know and you know fighting with the natives and stuff like that and yeah there's just so much that i want to check out in that part too but also you know all the history and like the uk and stuff like i don't want to say how do i say it i mean there's there's just so much history there too like with the you know the medieval times and like you know bubonic plague and all that you know going back to far you know the u.s or canada was like really settled so yeah definitely it's crazy i have a lot of you know like i support veterans a lot and so Sometimes when I post a scary story, I will have veterans come to me and be like, when I was in Afghanistan, when I was in the Middle East, they have such a huge, I mean, if you think about it, we all literally have the same monsters. Just every culture has a different name for them. Exactly. It's, and that's, that's the part where it's so fascinating to me that this, these, these monsters and these, you know, like spirits and all these kind of different things, they, there has to be a huge truth to a lot of them, right? Like, there's just it, before before we had the internet and stuff like that you'd hear of the same the same kind of beings and and, and monsters like you said in different co- corners of the world it's like how did they how did that same kind of myth travel that far without any kind of means of proper communication not just that but they're literally on like cave walls from caveman days exactly you know the high, the i'm gonna mess this word up and i'm so sorry you guys i butcher words all the time thank you <laughs> yeah thank you uh, it, it's and you know it is it's fascinating like i've thought of that i've always and that's one of the reasons why i've always loved kind of cryptid and stuff like that too like mothman and all that kind of stuff because it's just it's so i don't know it's just so fascinating even though some of them are just like oh, it's a little crazy but it's like i don't know we always kind of say that where there's smoke there's fire at least a little bit mm-hmm well, yeah, like every culture has their own version of like, you know, the Sasquatch or like the, like the Wendigo, the Skinwalker. Yeah. 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 Is there, are, do Skinwalkers supposedly exist outside of the Navajo region? Let me, okay. Can I, do you guys mind if I start this episode? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, have yeah. we been just bullshitting here for the last like half hour? Yeah, a little bit, but I'm so sorry. So I'm going to, I'm just going to, do you guys mind if I go into the history of both Halloween and the Day of the Dead? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So according to history.com, because y'all know I don't use Wikipedia, my listeners, the tradition originated with the ancient, see, I'm getting mush mouth. The tradition (laughs) originated with the ancient uh, Celtic festival of Samhain, when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. 
In the 8th century, Pope Gregory III designated number, uh, November 1st as the time to honor all saints, which coincides the day after Halloween and the day before Day of the Dead. Soon after, All Saints Day incorporated some of the traditions of Samhain. The evening before was known as All Hallows' Eve and later on Halloween. So this day marked the end of summer and the, and the harvest and the beginning of the dark cold winter, a time of year that was often associated with human death. Celtics believe that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. And on the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samhain when it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to the earth. So then the roots of the Day of the Dead celebrated in contemporary Mexico and among those of Mexican heritage in the United States and around the world go back some 3,000 years ago to the rituals honoring the dead in pre-Columbian Mesoamerica, the Aztecs and other Nahua people living in what is now central Mexico, cyclical, cyclical, I can't read. They kind of held this view of the world that saw death as an integral, ever-present part of life. And this is honestly why I am so honored to have one of my favorite paranormal teams on this episode. And, you know, when I saw that you guys followed me back on Instagram, I had to reach out. I was fangirling so hard, I couldn't even type. So once again, thank you all so much again for your time. And I'm super sorry if I get mush mouth. That's just I tend to stutter when I'm nervous or excited and excited. And I'm definitely both right now. That hasn't happened for a while. Like it takes a lot to make me nervous. (laughs) You haven't seen me during our uh, dialogue scenes. I get mush mouth all the time. It's It's embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that's like the best way to describe it too, because it's kind of like, it literally feels like you are like your tongue just just going like you know like just getting fatter like swelling up in your mouth i think uh what i said to johnny last time is i felt like i need to take like a meat tenderizer to my tongue so i could talk properly <laughs> yeah that's exactly what you said last time we were sitting there and just couldn't get anything on like i just you're like what are those things there i just yeah. want to bash my mouth like, like, the meat, we could, like smash like the chip. oh yeah the tenderizer i need one of those for my tongue <laughs> So, um, you guys, I first heard of y'all from Nukes Top Fives, and I had to immediately run over to your channel. Like, literally, as soon as the episode was over, what is it like to be recognized by a huge YouTuber? It was, I mean, a dream come true for me. <laughs> I was, uh, I was always a huge Nukes fan before we had started the channel, and then <laughs> when he reached out to do one of our videos, it was, I mean, it's, it's a moment in our journey that I'll never forget. I remember I was even I was sitting on my bed when it happened. Freaktail called Jordan. And then, I mean, ever since then, we've been, you know, we've had a great relationship with him and, and everything. But it's it was, I mean, it was a phenomenal moment. Yeah, Nuke really got us going, too. Because I think um, we were sitting about 6,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. And then we put out Sinister Farm. And that one, that video kind of blew up. And that's how, I guess, how he heard of us or what made him want to feature us for the first time. He featured uh, Sinister Farm. And then we went from 6,000 subscribers to 12,000 subscribers in like a day. So I know, you guys are like sitting at like 54, 55,000 now. Like, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. I think, yeah, it's like 57. Yeah. Yeah, 57 something now. Yeah. Mm, so he's guys- been He's been a huge staple in everything for us too. So, and I mean, a yeah. lot of them, right? There's, there's like Casper site and all those guys have been such a huge staple for us. Mm-hmm. Sir Spook, yeah, is another one. How did you guys get into hunting the paranormal? Like, I know you've told this story uh, time and time and again because I've watched every episode and every podcast episode that you've list that you've been on. I've listened to 
how did you guys get into that? And then how did you guys come up with the name Paranormies? Uh, so we got into it. I guess we both have our own kind of reasons, but I mean, I, I, for one big reason, I guess for both of us was just finding out answers of, I mean, we grew up, we grew up in such a religious town. So it's, and it's mm-hmm. uh, I think only like 16,000 people. So it's just, you're kind of, you're kind of forced into, you know, Christianity and all that kind of stuff. And, and I know Jordan was it like just went the other direction and he was atheist. And I always kind of questioned it a bit more like, well, is it real? Is it not? And finally I was just like, okay, hey, I got to, if I find out that like, if I have some real paranormal activity happen, then I, at least I know that there's some, there's, there's something out in the afterlife. Right. So it would get, it would be easier to transition into believing one way or the other kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of where it stemmed from for me. And then also, I mean, I've had paranormal, like paranormal experiences in my life that I thought might be real, but now I'm too old to really remember the full details. So it's like, I wanted to have a fresh one, so to speak. So, so that's kind of what it was for me. And then, oh God, what was, oh, the paranoid's name. That kind of, how did we start the channel too? I think she was asking. It's like when I moved back from uh, Nashville uh, last year, um, like Johnny and I hadn't really like talked too much. Like when I had moved away, maybe like we'd say a few words every now and then, but you know, we were always best friends before. And um, actually, when we were in high school, we used to like cruise around Winnipeg and we would like go to and just like look at the haunted spots, like just actually just look at the houses and whatever. One time we went to um, a place called the Macbeth House, which we're trying to get into right now. Okay. And, uh, we saw, we both saw like a shadow figure go across the window. We saw it at the exact same time and it freaked us out. So, and that happened when we were like 16, 17 years old. And but yeah, then when we, when I moved back from Nashville, he kind of said, hey, do you want to he said, he told me I'm thinking about starting a paranormal YouTube channel. And I was like, huh, like, I never really thought like doing a paranormal YouTube channel, but I always wanted to like, like do YouTube and stuff. So I don't know. And then paranormies, I guess you can tell that story, Johnny. You came up yeah, with so, it. So we, we were sitting around and we were thinking of a name for our channel. And then the original name that we had thought of was actually called a pair of normal investigators. And that was not an original thing that we had found, I actually found the paranormal investigators on a very old uh, little clip of a, of a castle video. And they were like, Hey, it'd be they, They're like, I guess we're just like a kind of a paranormal investigators. And then it, it was kind of in passing. And I was like, Oh, it's cool. It's kind of a play on words. And then we named the channel that. And then I think after a day I was laying in bed, I'm like, well, how could you take paranormal investigators and just shorten it into one word so (laughs) i know that like a lot of people like think like like a slang word for like normal people is just a normie right you're oh you're just a normie so then i was like oh paranormies i was like laying in bed and and it just kind of clicked and then awesome i love it and it's it's like he actually when he presented that to me he said oh if we get big enough we can call our fans the paranormies and i was like yeah that's going to be our name 100 percent. we we are the paranormies that's not the fan's name that's 100 percent our name it can only be that well you definitely have a fan here that's awesome <laughs> um, part so, of the paranormies army that's what they started calling themselves yeah absolutely so i watched your episode on rando nautica and i gotta ask when you go to a place any place not just like on the app but do you scope the place out first you know like i've seen uh, videos on youtube where investigators bump into a squatter and I think that those are scarier than the dead. Like, I would absolutely shit myself if I ran into someone in the dark that's probably high on bath salts or something. Like, I, <laughs> I would mm. rather see a ghost and, like, punch it in the face and it dissipate than 
punch someone and they punch back, I knock out and I'm never seen or heard from ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so, so no, yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> but I mean, another thing is like, we, okay, so we do live about an hour away from a city that has about what, 750,000 people. That city yeah. is a little bit sketchy. But Ooh. where we live, like, and a lot of the Randonautica, we don't, we have never done Randonautica in the, in the city. We just, we've done it in our hometown. So in our hometown, there's like almost next to no homeless people in our hometown. Well, we like, you, you, we've actually found, I'm, I'm not sure which Randonautica, yeah. we did a couple of them. We actually did find second a, one. Yeah. Yeah. In the second one, we actually did find like a, a homeless person's little, I don't know what you call it, but like their little Arm tent. Yeah. Yeah, little, yeah. Yeah. Their little tarp or yeah. whatever. We didn't even know what we were like getting into at first like i don't know that wasn't our and I, I guess i guess that's true though because right around that time we did get a couple messages saying that um there was a couple people like looking that were couch surfing and stuff so i mean it, the, the people the, the the homeless community that we would have around where we live wouldn't be super dangerous like i don't i don't think if if anything in that when we saw that maybe the guy would be pissed that we kind of went inside of it but <laughs> we didn't know we've done and that's kind of where it's like people like we did go inside of it and we got a lot of shit for yeah. that but it's like we don't have this kind of stuff here so yeah. we wanted to check it, it out even, it didn't even register that you know the tarp would be like uh, like a homeless person's you know a little little setup you know because it's so yeah. uncommon where we live like we didn't think about at first so we we went and checked it out, went inside. I think that that would freak me out way more just, just because like, like I've always said, you know, like monsters are human. They're not. You know like, what I, though, that, I, like, I kind of agree with you because I mean, think about it this way. You come around a corner and you see a shadow figure and then you kind of dip back and then look again and it's gone. Well, if you mm-hmm. dip back and look and that squatter is still standing there, it's like, now you have to, you have to run. You know? Absolutely. There's, like you have no so, idea if they're holding a weapon. You don't exactly. know if they're trying, going to try to defend their territory. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. 100% right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Humans are, humans are super dangerous. Right. So. Like, yeah, absolutely. I think that they're scarier than, than the dead, you know? I mean, like, what's the dead going to do? Possess me. That's cool. I'll get a priest on it. But you know, <laughs> like that's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You walk into this room and then. Somebody and then, and then somebody else is gonna find your leg, you know, attached to their car at some point. You know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's another thing too is that like I've never messed with a Ouija board. Like, do y'all ever feel uneasy just like pulling it out of your bag? Like, I would never mess with one. I think honestly, I'm too I'm too testicle to do it. I would say pussy, but uh, you know, those things can take a pounding. But <laughs> God, that's the first time I heard something like that. So, that was amazing. I think so a I'm a little too testicle for it. It's true, your testicles are sensitive. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So <laughs> you know what? There's always kind of I mean you can punch a vagina kind of a and it would hurt. A... <laughs> <laughs> there's always a little bit of an uneasy feeling with a pulling a Ouija board out and, and starting for the first time but again it's kind of a lot of people have their own beliefs like I mean to us it's it's kind of like it's just another tool where it's like a Ouija board is kind of just as likely to get you know an attachment as a REM pod is or as a K2 meter is kind of thing but but we do still go into a Ouija board session with a little bit more of a, a like a, a plan you know like now with not letting go of it and kind of all that stuff so there's a bit more of a plan in place but i feel like if you're going to be vulnerable to some kind of attachment it's going to be just as likely to happen whether with jordan it could have it could have happened there's a couple different times when it could have happened right but but we don't know it, it could be what's going on in his per, in your personal life too where just if you're mm-hmm. more vulnerable in a certain in, in a certain location and i mean that's kind of 
what we're that's kind of what we're going for is to try and get these answers and and you know figure it out for ourselves can I just no say real, that there's I no real handbook on it right so yeah like I absolutely love that you guys aren't like ghost adventures where they just scream at everything that they hear or anything you actually I actually enjoy that going into every situation you guys try to debunk everything so you know it's not like you're just sitting there and being like oh that was a ghost when it was probably like a bat or you know because you guys do go into these abandoned locations sometimes and like the hangman's church you know and so so that i really do appreciate that you guys do that i think we spend most of our time trying to like debunk or like it's kind of where it works really well to go to you know we're listening to like the words come through our ovulus it's so strange because like half the time like we're not sure if we're actually like getting responses Or like just trying to make something out of nothing and it's just saying a bunch of nonsense it's just i don't know it's it's con it's the constant battle doing what we do just trying to see like what actually makes sense and what could be an intelligent response and what's what's nothing and can be like debunked or dismissed and i want to talk about that um jordan on the hangman's church episode you were physically touched and i mean you had your beanie kind of like pulled off during a sensory deprivation uh, uh test mm-hmm. Can y'all explain what that is exactly and then explain what it's like in terms of putting yourself in, a, in such a vulnerable position to be touched, to be, I guess, like for them to use your energy as well? Yeah, so a sensory deprivation is, um, I mean, it is what it sounds like. I'm totally deprived of, you know, my sight, which is why I had my beanie pulled over my eyes. Mm-hmm. And then I just have my, this. I'm listening to the spirit box on full blast. So I can't hear Johnny. I can't see anything, but Johnny's like asking questions to the spirit. And I am just like saying the words that I hear on the spirit box. And sometimes it's just nonsense. And other times, like we get like really intelligent responses through that. So mm-hmm. that's what we were doing up in the, up in the bell tower where uh, somebody fashioned the the string or the rope into a noose yeah that was creepy yeah. yeah I was sitting there it like grabbed the back of my beanie and at first I thought it was Johnny kind of messing with me because like we do that sometimes with each other just to keep each other on our toes mm-hmm. it kind of pulled back a little bit and I could see like his shoes like in front of me and then I knew it wasn't him and then immediately like you can see I just like freaked out yeah and when I stood up I felt like I actually had to like wrestle wrestle it back before I could actually like go down the stairs after Johnny. Oh, so he was like it, or I'm saying he, but it was like still kind of like attached to you. Yeah. Oh, you can see, like, I didn't, you know, when I got up, like you can still see me for a second. I'm like still trying to like wrestle my head. Yeah, I did see that. So, And I've like, I've watched every episode and I've even rewatched a few. Jordan, you recently got rid of one attachment and I watched you go through something so extremely spiritually personal while Johnny was on his honeymoon. Uh, congratulations, Johnny, by the way. Thank you. Johnny, what was it like for you to see your friend go through that? You know what? It was, it was a bit crazy. So I was, I was kind of, I was watching this all unfold and it was like I was saying to both, I said it to both of them afterwards and I, and I said, it was nice kind of to be a fly on the wall and just watch them go through this together. But mm-hmm. I mean, I know that it must've been crazy for Jordan because Leading up to it, he was like, no, I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous. And I'd been telling him, like, she didn't want to have communication with him beforehand. So she didn't even know his name. Uh, All I said was she would relay a message to me. And and she said, just be open, be vulnerable. And he's like, kind of like, okay, like, this is kind of like, we've never dealt with any, like, a a medium or a a spiritual healer of any sort. So we're kind of like, is it bullshit? Is it real? What is it? Like, I I had messaged her on Facebook. So I'm like, is is she going to, like, look? And then. 
and she didn't know she didn't even know his name and she she called him justin a few times i think after so she really didn't know him know his name and then when we got there as soon as we were able to walk in he's like now i'm feeling a little bit nervous and then Mm -hmm. there was she had incense burning so it was kind of like a little bit it just it smelled a little strange in there but as soon as like they sat down in front of each other and he started shaking like that i was leaving it up to him like i wanted to stop it for a second there because it started really freaking me out i was getting like really antsy but i was gonna leave it up to him and 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 let him decide i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna interfere because it just it wasn't my uh, experience you know what it reminded me of jordan watching you go through that so i i worked in a hospital and i worked in trauma and i worked in the er and watching you shake like that reminded me of a someone going through withdrawal but also and i'm not saying that you're on drugs please don't ever think that but that's <laughs> literally what it reminded me of like someone this attachment to you was was already feeling that so you were feeling like that it was leaving you alone like you know or it was like interrupting your process not only that, but then it reminded me of someone going through like a very, very, very high fever because the way that your teeth were chattering just reminded me of this one time I remember bringing this patient like six blankets and they still could not, their fever was so high and they just kept saying, I'm cold, I'm cold, I'm cold. And the entire time his teeth were just chattering exactly the way that that yours were. And so at first it reminded me of like someone going through withdrawals. And then it just reminded me of someone, you know, like having an, ex- an extremely high fever that they just could not shake you know, almost like, like sepsis. So I think that you going into it and being like, ah, you know, like kind of maybe not annoyed, but just kind of like, ah, like really not bothered was just you kind of like, like maybe that attachment to you giving you that feeling of like, Mm -hmm. don't do it. And then as you're getting closer and closer to this woman, that's a spiritual healer, you know, or she was a, she was a medium. Yeah. Yeah, It was, that's probably what was giving you that anxiety of like, it didn't want to separate from you. So it was yeah. literally giving you separation anxiety. It was, the thing is, it was so unexpected because like, even like when I first sat down, honestly, when I first sat down in front of her, even for a second, I was still kind of like, you know, what is this? What am I doing? You know, this is, you know, this is just some like hokey shit. But yeah. I don't know, like I was talking to her for a little while. She got me to like write my name down. And I don't know, just progressively things got just weirder. And just like, I like, I started getting lightheaded. Mm-hmm. you know my vision started getting really weird I started getting really cold mm-hmm. and then um yeah then I was like that's when I, was, I had like an oh shit moment I was like oh shit like this is like this is real and it's happening to me there's nothing I can do and I'm gonna have to ride this out so and the thing is though afterwards I was editing when I was editing the video mm-hmm. I got Jar- I got Jordan to come over and just help me because I mean the medium session was like probably two hours of footage broken down into such a short amount yeah. So we wanted to make sure we didn't leave anything out or drag too, too, too much on. So we wanted to get it kind of looking and getting the full picture with trying to break down a two hour session into 10 minutes. Right. So Jordan couldn't even watch it back. And even when the episode premiered and we were at my house, I would, I was watching him when he was, and he noticing he was having a really hard time looking at the screen. So it kind of, it's, it's kind of strange. Like it makes me wonder like, is there, you know, obviously, I, I don't know what's there, but is, is there still something? Yeah, it's like, it's a lot probably to process, but it's like, and I can just tell that it's hard for him to look, look at himself like that too. You know, it's, it's, it's such a vulnerable no. situation. Yeah, it's really, it's really hard to watch yourself go through something like that. 
and I really went like super personal. I don't even know if you've I don't even know if you've ever seen it yet. Like you've I know you've heard the whole scene, but I don't know if you've ever seen the whole scene fully. I mean, I've I've seen it like I've seen the whole thing. I've seen it through like glimpses and like kind of with my eyes kind of like you know squinted. But like it's it's hard to give it my full attention when when that part comes on. Well, I mean, I honestly I think that it's it's very difficult for anyone in general just to just to see themselves in such a vulnerable state, you know, because you think that you're strong going into something and then you don't realize how much of an impact it really had in your life. You know, seeing yourself go through something, I think that mentally it really does take a toll on you because once again, you know, you you think that you're this person, you see yourself a certain way. And then to see yourself in a different state, you know, you're kind of like, holy shit, you know, it kind of like opens your eyes to some of this stuff. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. like, I know mm-hmm. that Johnny, you said that you grew up uh, going to church and, and Jordan, Johnny mentioned that you're an atheist. Do you think that your investigative experiences and what just happened to you, do you think it has strengthened your faith or is it more so still just a hunt for a possible afterlife? Well, it's, um, it- I would say that this entire like paranormal journey, not even just the attachment, but the whole thing has kind of like had me like thinking a little bit more mm-hmm. about like spirituality and stuff like that, because like, I still don't believe that, you know, the earth is 6,000 years old. I don't believe that we came from, we don't came from uh, Adam and Eve with an apple and everything or Noah's Ark. I don't believe that story ever happened. I think it's, you know, Johnny said earlier today, probably just a, a metaphor, if anything. But I mean, I think there is something, there's a reason why like billions of people, you know, they, even if they cling to like a religion where it's pretty much where most of the stories can be like debunked as complete fiction, there's, it gives them some kind of spirituality. And I think that spirituality is important for, for humans. I think it it completes, it completes your life in some way. And I think that might be what I've been missing in my life for a long time. So I still don't really know exactly where I stand, but I have been, you know, thinking about that kind of thing a lot more lately. Well, yeah, I believe that just because like I've had my own, not an attachment, but my dad still visits me time, time and time again. And um, to the point where my daughter will be like, mom, grandpa's here. <laughs> mm. Wow. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's another thing. It's not every, not every criminal experience is, is, has to be scary. You know, there's not. some, there's some that are, and you know what though, it, that's where it's kind of, we have we haven't come across a, a like I guess we have come across one, um, and it was a Fort Gary. It is a it is a sad story, but a lot of the instances that happen inside when we were inside the hotel room in Fort Gary, they're scary to us because it's an unnatural situation for us to be in, or it's an unnatural situation for anybody to be in when there's stuff going around on that you can't explain. But just because that's going on doesn't mean the story attached to it can't be you know tragic or or sad or anything like that even though it can still be a little bit scary when, when we're going through these things. And I mean, we'd love to do a, more episodes where they're just a nice, beautiful story, but so far we haven't had too many come across or messages or anything like that. But. When choosing a place to go to, do you guys normally research the building you're you're going to and and its past or and and I don't mean just interviewing, you know, the homeowners and stuff. Cause like, you know, your last episode, Pet Cemetery, like that would, was pretty interesting um just because you guys finally actually got someone you know in front of the camera and you could put a face to a name but when do you guys research the buildings or do you just kind of go in there a little like yeah we're doing this yeah thing. no we we, we, we researched really for really hours like we we tried to find pictures of the cemetery the the vet clinic 
through historical sites and everything and we couldn't find much but I mean, if you if you were to watch, I mean, you've you've seen you mentioned you've seen every episode. So like last like that last stop, that uh, Piney train station, where we were able to go onto the Winnipeg uh, Homicide Archives dot uh, org and figure out uh, a link between a name that was um, convicted of a guy who was convicted of murder attached with an actual victim's name, which we blurred out, and then it linked back to the same date that the guy had mentioned on a calendar. So it's like trying to piece this all together. And sometimes that's yes. where, you know, an episode might come out two weeks after the other one and people complain and they're like, well, where's the content? It's like, well, we're trying to do some research back here. We're not just like pumping out shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, that's what I tell yeah, everyone like on this podcast. Like you guys have no idea how much I've been doing this for like a little bit over a year and a half now. And people don't, people think that, you know, yeah, at first I was just kind of getting on and I was just talking about, you know, like goofing off and I was drunk as fuck because I was in quarantine. But then, you know, like, as I started going, I'm like, no, I need to research, you know, like, why people do these things, why people act like this, you know, etc. And so my podcast, you know, is beginning in like season two, it's turned into a lot of like research going into a topic, not just because I want to talk about it and like shoot the shit, but it's also like, I have to know these facts so that I'm not giving people false information, not just that, but things like this, like they, they will trigger people, things like this do, sometimes it gets really hard to talk about as well, because of my own personal experiences, you know, so Mm-hmm. Um, it, always, it always helps to do the research because like like what I always say you know why we started doing so much like history and dialogue in our episodes is we have to give people a reason to care about yeah. why we're at this place you know mm-hmm. we just go and say oh you're like we heard that somebody died here like, yeah you're just saying you're in the mi- you're in the middle yeah. of the story and that's the only that's the only back backstory we're going to give them right like, we heard it's, someone died here and it's like well people die everywhere but okay yeah, yeah exactly so like you know we give the history if possible of the place you know if yeah. we have whatever we can find or like of the town you know we do that a lot and say you know this was like settled as a as like a town where they were like you know they were shipping stuff down the river and that's kind of what this place claim to fame was but then the railroad was built now this you know the shipping lines on the on the river were shut down and then the town kind of went away but now this church is still here and, you know, this is what happened at the church. We do as, as much research as possible because, and I think that's really why people are drawn to us is because like we give them all the history at first and then they're invested and they have a reason to care about why we're looking for ghosts at this place. Agreed. Yeah. And, th- and then they know enough of the history that they can, they can try and piece things together that maybe we missed, you know, and mm-hmm. if we didn't give, if we didn't give them that little history buff in the beginning, maybe they, like they wouldn't be able to better assist what they think happened there because they just have have no they have no information and they've actually like people have messaged us be like oh i went to findagrave.com and i found like the grave of that person that died there and like sometimes they're buried in a completely different place like way far away but yeah it says like oh this this person was from manitoba or whatever you guys are also like little murder investigators then too (laughs) that's (laughs) i mean there's a couple, yeah, there's a couple cases yeah there's a couple <laughs> cases that we want to do as episodes that are kind of murder mystery related kind of cases and oh, and then go investigate the location that would be cool as fuck yeah um, those those are fascinating and so coming coming back to so like i said i listened to every podcast episode that you guys have been on just because because i was going to have you guys on the show and i wanted to make sure that i didn't keep asking the same questions over and over again hopefully you guys haven't uh, had to answer these same questions but I know that you guys were on a podcast episode with Marcus Deegan and you guys I will have that 
uh, YouTube episode available on the link in the description below. And then, of course, you guys, we were just talking about skinwalkers and all of that. And I have my own. I did a whole episode about skinwalkers, Wendigos, and the missing 411 with, you know, the super famous TikToker Aiden Mattis. I had him on the show and he was able to like talk to me about all of that. And I was able to give him my own personal experience with a skinwalker or, you know, allegedly a skinwalker in when I was coming on my way back from from Las Vegas. So when wow. you guys are road tripping down to Las, I mean, you guys are literally going to be in like Wendigo country and then you guys are going to be in skinwalker country. And you guys also just did an episode with The Whistler, you know, a scary story about that. I'm telling you, I've watched everything. That's why mm-hmm. I fangirl so much and I got mush mouth. <laughs> But um, I'm staying up to date with you guys because I love you guys and I support you guys 110% and I want nothing but good things for you, you know, and I'm, I'm sending all the good vibes from here because I, I believe in you guys and I want to see you grow. Thank you and so, much. so, yeah, of course, speaking of that, do you believe that if the paranormal exists, like the, the supernatural beings also exist, you know, and like we talked about before, every single monster, there's a different variation of it in different regions of the country. And then in different regions of the world as well, we all have the same monsters, just different names. And you know what? I'm, I'll, I'll start, but I am 100% um, on board with giving every single one a chance. I've, I've looked into, like, I'm a huge, I love Sasquatch. I love documentaries on it. I love everything about it. Um, I think it's possible. And then, but then I look into ones like the Loch Ness and then it's like, I kind of trail off that because it's a lake, right? So it's, you know, I, I look into them all, but like you'd mentioned, if we decide we're going to do, we want to definitely go down towards Las Vegas area. And that is like big, you know, skinwalker kind of territory. And, and, and that's another thing is we would love to do that. That's kind of like Jordan has meant, had mentioned a million times with the name paranormies. It's not, it doesn't limit us to just do paranormal investigations. You know, we can actually explore these, uh, these different avenues and it won't, it's not going to be confusing with our name at all. And both big into UFOs. And I mean, going to Skinwalker Ranch would be something that we would love to try and do if, if it would ever be possible. But, but yeah, we'd, I mean, from on my end, I would love to explore those different cryptids and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Like what I was saying with our name and everything, like the word paranormal really just means like whatever mm-hmm. we can experience, but like science can't really explain just yet. Right. So that can mean ghosts. Right. And that's mainly what we do. But that could also mean cryptids, skinwalkers, UFOs, you know, any any of that kind of shit. So I had yeah. actually posted on my Twitter, you know, I was like, ooh, you know what? Let's do this since it's close to Halloween time. What's an urban legend or folklore you guys believe in? And I had posted that on my Twitter. And this guy actually, he had like a really good response to it. And I'm only going to say it because you guys, you guys are talking about aliens and I'm like, yes, I'm a firm believer, but he says cryptids. I think the concept has to do with interspecial sex chromosome upswap, which has been demonstrated in vitro. I think fear and denial of the shared humanity of such creatures may be the main cultural motivator underlying critical race, sex, and special theory. And I believe that we are so close. Like, I really think that we are on the verge of exposing all of these cryptids because, you know, with cameras and stuff out there, which just sucks because it's like every time that you catch or like someone catches it, you know, it's like on a really grainy, horrible video. Like, have you guys not updated yet? Like, seriously, you guys have the Motorola. Yeah, that is, that is why we refuse to bring out, like, and we have cameras, like as soon as we switch over to 4K, it's like, we really 
we have one camera that we use that we black and white it like we were going to be using a bit more mm -hmm. just for dialogue and all that but we are we're working on a new sponsor well we i guess we have a new sponsor we're just not talking about it too much yet congrats for uh thanks for more camera gear so we don't ever want to get into a situation where we catch something and it's on a low grain kind of anything so we just won't bring a camera out if it's it's, it's not going to be 4k okay well that's good Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, I really like I really think that we are super close to exposing things. And, you know, people on TikTok, they're always like they're they're posting things that they catch on accident, you know, or, or they'll post a whole video. And in the comment section, people are like, yo, what was that? Who is well, that? look at the Pentagon, right? Like with the aliens. I mean, that is like basically the U.S. isn't even hiding it anymore. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, they're like, yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is this is this is out there. We can't explain it where they probably can. But they're not, you know, they'll put out the video, but they won't come out and straight say, like, this is aliens, you know. Mm -hmm. What do they call them? They call them UAPs now? Yeah. Unidentified aerial phenomena or something like that? Yeah. Wow, yeah, so I didn't even know it changed. Like, you know, the yeah, yeah, they're still trying to nerf it, even though they're putting the videos out. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't really, talk, like, get into uh, Skinwalker Ranch. Or was it, what is it called? Yeah, Skinwalker Ranch, isn't Skinwalker it? Ranch, yeah. Yeah. Um, just because like, it was so, how do you say it was so, I felt like it was just extremely exaggerated, like all of these portals and this and that. And I'm like, that is kind of like a lot. And then the, the stories that people were telling just kind of sounded more like passed down ghost stories. You know what I mean? Like it right. didn't really sound like something that actually happened. It just kind of sounded like really exaggerated. So I'm still like on the, if about that just because it's like mm, it's kind of like when you're listening to someone talk and you already know they're lying because you know the whole story already and mm -hmm. like, mm, one yeah. the one reason i i've always liked to walk around is because i mean I, I feel like when you get and i'll say this i'll say this lightly but I'll compare the two, like, skin, let's say Skinwalker takes Skinwalker Ranch and The Conjuring House. The Conjuring House has always been on our top list, right? Mm -hmm. But now you see The Conjuring House piling in all this money, right? Like, it's like money, money, money. Like, they're booked up for two years. It costs this much to come there. And then you see Skinwalker Ranch with all these stories, probably just as much stories as Conjuring House, if not more. And you're not even allowed to go there. You know, they're yeah, not. They they're not. Off. Yeah, they're not, you know, making it commercialized where you, you know, you're just pumping money through it to it's almost an attraction and, and i'm wondering if with how many youtubers and how many people have been going to the conjuring house right now it's like i still want to go to to like this i gotta do it mm -hmm. this house that everybody you know they're just trying to make money on it now like that's that's kind of where i've always like skinwalker ranch because it's you just can't go there so they're definitely not making these stories up just for a financial gain well when i had like my skinwalker experience with and i wasn't alone i was with my cousin and the crazy thing is that we both saw something but we saw two different things. So when yeah. I had Aiden Mattis on the show, I was like, is there a possibility that this thing can alter what you see? And he goes, well, yeah, that's the whole thing, you know, is that like, like yeah, yeah everybody's shit. perception on it will exactly. be different. Because like what yeah. I saw was, so I was driving, we were leaving Las Vegas. We were in, I think, Arizona. We had just crossed Arizona state lines. And I don't know if you guys have been there, but it is nothing but highway. And there is nothing like, literally the gas stations are probably like about 25 miles apart so then you have like nothing but open road and darkness right and desert right. it's full of desert, desert on both sides right yeah and so as we're driving i think i see a little like a deformed little girl kind of like running towards my car and i almost hit it and i'm like oh my god you know, so I was going to turn around and my cousin grabs my my wrist and is like do not turn around because i was like did you see that little girl and he grabs my wrist and he was like, do not see, 
he's like do not turn around i don't know what you saw but i did not see a little girl yeah so he did not that's let me terrifying it was it was like her face was like slanted like sloop kind of like when someone has a stroke you know and like half the side of their face right. isn't working They're paralyzed and, yes and then it also looked like one arm was longer than the other like it wasn't finished transforming yet and it was just like oh. yeah so he did not let me stop the car whatsoever did not let me turn around until we were at the brightest fucking gas station that you have like the brightest of the bright like you would have thought it was you know centered by a ufo at the moment it was going to be blasted up into the air but that was the only time that he let me stop and then he again he would not let me stop until the sun rose yeah that is terrifying i've actually heard a story about uh i'm not exactly sure what stretch you're on but it was in that same uh, part of the part of the country where uh, somebody was uh, like on a road trip and they were in a truck, like a half ton, I guess. They saw a dog, there was like a dog in the road, but you know how like skinwalkers, supposedly they look like dogs, but like with like human eyes and they don't have a tail or something. Yeah, they shape shift into uh, anything and everything. Yeah, I think that was like one of the main things that they're, that they transform as or what they present as. Yeah, I guess his guy's buddy was Navajo and he saw it and he was just like, hit that thing, hit it. Just like, do not yeah. stop, do not swerve, just run over it if you have to. So he, he tried and I think it like moved out of the way or whatever. And he was like, just keep driving. And they, and they did the same thing. They just drove until basically they had to stop. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty much, I mean, my car was on E, like it was just, it was just like a crazy experience that I, and what's crazy is it's like the paranormal shit, like afterwards, the paranormal shit that normally happens to me, it, I'm not going to say it's it's intensified but it's definitely been amped up to the point where now my daughter sees my dad my other daughter she has this toy and it's the, the baby shark toy and I have videos of that and I've posted it on my TikTok I woke up from a nap one time and my daughter was with my mom at the time and so I was the only one home alone and I'm like you know what I'm gonna take advantage I'm gonna take this nap and so I did that well uh I wake up because I hear something in my dream and so it makes me wake up and her toy is going off and it's only saying mommy shark do 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 mommy shark like the entire time and then it would stop and go mommy 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 and i'm like what the fuck that's terrifying that's yeah it's <laughs> super strange i i actually had a weird little experience this morning um and it was i woke up because we had a australian radio interview this morning at 7 a.m and Wow. One of uh, my daughter's toys was going off and I was trying to get it to shut off like over and over and it shut off and it was making, it, it had like music going through it, but it started like, I don't know if I was just tired, but it started to sound like somebody was talking through it. <laughs> I was probably not just that. super tired, but I was like, hey, I got to think I just threw it in the garbage. I was just like, no, not having that this morning. Yeah, the last experience I had with that toy, um, I was actually talking to my mom and we were both in, in her kitchen and that toy is in the living room. And nobody's around it. The kids are asleep. And it's just me and my mom in the kitchen. And she's like, and it goes off again. And it's saying mommy shark. And then I look over at my mom. And right before my mom talks, literally right before my mom says even like a word, things starts going off. And it's like, grandma shark doo doo. And then my mom starts talking. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's really crazy. Yeah. So I ended up just throwing that bitch away. I was like, fuck that. We're not doing this. This is why I, I do not allow... I mean, battery operated toys in the house because I'm like, no, you're not. If you're going to fuck with me, throw something away, you know, help me clean the house. Like, I don't care. But, you know, you're not going to be fucking with my kids toys. You're not going to be messing with my sleep, which I can often say now that, oh, that's what I was going to tell you. Literally right after that skinwalker experience that I had or the entity experience that I had, 
I remember I was so exhausted from that drive because we drove straight through, you know, three different states to get back home to Dallas. And I'm laying in bed and I look up and I see this hooded figure right by my door. And I thought it was my daughter, maybe in like her bathrobe, you know, because it has little ears and stuff. So I was like, Ava, and I'm like half asleep. And I look over at it again and the shadow is still there. And now I notice that it's like grown taller. It's like almost as tall as the doorframe itself. And that's about maybe six and a half feet tall. And um, it just shook its head. And I, I was in that kind of subconscious, uh, like, you know, you're falling asleep, but you're still kind of awake. And as soon as I like shook its head, I jolted out of bed to like check it out and see if it was still there, or, like what it was. And it wasn't there anymore. So I freaked out because I started thinking about it and I'm like, it looked like the Grim Reaper. So yeah, that was like a really fucking crazy experience that I had. And I haven't seen it since then, but the stuff around the house is definitely, definitely amplified. But I've, I've had experiences since I was a kid. And every time that I post a new experience, that's, those are the TikToks that blow up. And that's why I think that people here are so accepting to it because part of them thinks it's real. And then other people, like the other half want to like are still curious about it yeah and and another thing too is you're also giving somebody an avenue to share a story where they're not going to be feeling like they're ridiculed right like uh, when jordan when we posted the, the episode of jordan and his attachment we had a flood of comments and messages of other people opening up and saying that they have an attachment too and it's yeah. like we we've we never had messages like that but then you know, you're kind of giving somebody like, like you with, you know, sharing your stories, you're giving somebody an avenue where they can share their experience and they're not going to feel like they're crazy. Yeah. And that's, and I think that that's, what's so, so great about online nowadays, you know, you give people a chance to not just speak, but to be themselves. It's very comforting to know whether it's the kink community or these people that believe in paranormal or people that have mental issues or people that are being in domestic violence, like you're giving them an, an outlet to be able to speak on it. Or raise awareness about it you know that's yeah that's 100% so agree. amazing about social media is that it's yes of course there's always going to be a troll but but in other avenues like you're really helping people be able to just talk <laughs> all right y'all i want to thank you guys so much for gracing me with your presence if you ever do a walkthrough in texas which i just checked it it's the big baker hotel in mineral wells texas it's, it's a very well-known location not only that but it is they have ghost tours now. Really? Yeah, I'd definitely love to check it out. Well, it sounds like we should uh, investigate your place, maybe. You got some great activity going on there. Yeah, Trust me, we'll I think I'm gonna... <laughs> Yeah, we'll come there with all our gear and you'll be like, nope, get the hell out of here. <laughs> I'll just be like, um, I'd rather not. But um, yeah, <laughs> <I've>... <laughs> if you guys ever invite a patron on to one of your investigations, please know I am ready, readily available and I'm more than happy to oblige and get you severely drunk afterwards Sounds as in slut with morals fashion. We will, uh, if, we're, if we're in Texas, we'll, we'll definitely be posting about it and then just come with us. Please, absolutely. Time, place, location. I will absolutely be there. Johnny, Jordan, where can my, my listeners find you? On Instagram, Instagram. is official. Uh, <laughs> YouTube, Paranormies. I guess I should have said that first. That's mainly what we're doing. Yeah, YouTube, Paranormies. Uh, Instagram, Paranormies official. We do have a Twitter. We're not really active on Twitter, but it's also uh, Paranormies official, I believe. Or is it Paranormies one? Anyways, Paranormies, you'll find us on Twitter. And um, that's You guys also have active. a TikTok. Yeah, we have. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we we never we almost really really the only thing we ever really use uh, mainly is 
our Patreon. We always try and talk to people on there, Instagram, and then obviously YouTube is where we're the most active. And can they message you and suggest locations if you do decide a road trip into the United States? Yep. Send us a message on Instagram. We, I mean, we're always known from a lot of people that we respond to every single message. Yes, you do. I can confirm that they absolutely do, you guys. Yeah. All right, you guys. Thanks so much once again for being on the show. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of A Slut with Morals. I'm your host, Ruby May. I will have every single one of their links down in the description below. Please check them out. They have caught some really compelling things. And I, for one, am absolutely obsessed with these guys. So thank you so much. Till next time. Bye.